You reached a goal that you've been chasing after. You reach something that you've been fighting for. Once you get there, you can't just stop. You got to keep going because if you just stop, man, you, you, that's not good. Nobody wants to just stop and take a break. Um, I'm so thankful uh, that you are all here today. Uh, like I said, it is, it is very cold yesterday. Some of y'all were out there in shorts raking up your yard. Some of y'all were, were out in shorts and flip-flops. Uh, wrapping your 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 outside water lines because it was going to freeze. Like what? Hashtag welcome to Louisiana. Um, one time, there was a uh, there was a meeting here, um, and uh, I can't remember the guy's name. Uh, it was Billy Nungesser. At the time, uh, he was the tourism director, or is that what it's called? Anyway, he was over tourism for the state of Louisiana. And he said, people love to come to Louisiana uh, for our weather. And I thought, who told you that? <laughs> people that love surprises, people that have commitment issues, are those the ones moving to Louisiana for the weather? Anyway, I, haven't, I have not personally met anyone that moved to Louisiana for the weather, but maybe that's you and you can educate me. I don't know. But listen, hey, I'm excited to step into a new year. How many of you know 2020 and 2021 had some unique and, and, and spooky challenges for us all? Come on. Not just as a church family, not just as a community, but worldwide. There were a lot of unique uh, new challenges that were faced. You know, we've got obviously COVID uh, was and is still a major uh, talking point. Come on, and we need to be continuously praying because there's people in our community right now uh, that are they're sick with COVID. Come on, and so we need to be con we need to just not just accept that. As, as God's people and just say, oh, it's just something we got to face. Come on, no, we need to pray for those things. We need to bind those things. Come on. That's what the Bible tells us to do. And so we face that kind of stuff, and we face a crazy election cycle. that was It was something I'd never seen before. It was wacky. And we faced all kinds of crazy stuff. But you know what I was reminded of yesterday? I had to I had to go all the way almost to Mississippi for work, and so I'm coming back on I-20, and I'm just driving, and I'm, I'm just thinking and trying to listen, and, and um, one thing that, that was steady, there were so many things that changed. You remember 2020? Uh, I remember people saying, like millennials saying, I'm tired of living through historical events, and it seemed like every other Tuesday in 2020, something crazy was happening. Come on. And... Uh, no matter how quickly things change, no matter how chaotic the world seemed to get, Jesus didn't change at all. Come on, somebody. Come on, let me say that again. Let me get a better amen on that. Jesus didn't change. The world, a bunch of crazy stuff happened. A bunch of chaotic things happened. But Jesus did not change. Come on. Jesus didn't, at, at no point during the last two years, did Jesus look down at our world and say, whoa, whoa. That's crazy. He didn't say, Michael, come look at this, bro. That did not happen because Jesus is not surprised by our surprises. Come on. Jesus isn't freaked out by our freakouts. Come on, somebody. Come on, let's get excited to start 2020. I'm excited that I serve a redeemer and a king that doesn't freak out about my freakouts. Come on. I'm excited that I serve a redeemer and a savior and a king who's still on the throne no matter what anybody else says, who doesn't change. Come on. He can't get any better because he's already the best. Come on, somebody. 
Come on. And, and he loves me as an individual. He loves me as his child. Come on. And that's something that, that I noticed a lot of in the past. And I'm getting way off my notes, but that's okay. Y'all voted for me. So look. <laughs> Listen, so something that I've noticed over the past few years or the past couple years is we keep doing something. I'm going to have to take this jacket off in a minute. We, we keep doing something that I don't like and that I think is fundamentally against what Jesus does. And that's we keep lumping people into groups, okay? Have you ever heard the word unvaccinated? Have you ever heard the word vaccinated? Okay, I don't care if you have, if you've got a, a vaccination or if you haven't. That's your personal business, okay? I don't love you any more or less unless you bring me food. And so there's some of y'all got bonus points this week, amen? All right, hey, let's do a little commercial here. Um, Brittany and I love our church family, and y'all, we are so blessed to be your pastors and, and be walking beside you in this journey that we call life, and we got to bring, we got to do something that is really amazing, and we brought another person in for the uh, for this journey, and so we got, I like to call him Nugget, but his real name is Judah, and he's sitting here on the front row, and so he is uh, just a, a bundle of precious, uh, he's just a precious gift from God, and um, so uh, some of some of our church, church family this week uh, brought us dinner, and let me tell you something, if you're bringing J.B. Law food, then you're one of J.B.'s favorite people, okay? I think that's in the Bible somewhere, but don't look it up. Um, listen, uh, so thank you, thank you, thank you for that. Uh, it was just a blessing, uh, the outpouring of, of love. I told you I got to lose it. Brittany said, don't wear that jacket up there. It's too hot. But I did anyway. Um, listen, I, it, it was just amazing to see the outpouring of love, um, you know, during the, uh, the time that we were at the hospital. And when we got home, people just loving on us, people praying for us. And let me tell you something. If you've ever gone through a situation and you know there's people praying for you, it makes it a lot easier. Amen. Amen. Is that not true? When you're going through something and you're struggling, and let me tell you, uh, Jesus said the first shall be last. And I think maybe if Judah would have been first, he may have, he may shall have been last because it was a doozy. And that's from dad. Okay. And I'm just, you know, I don't know if I've ever felt as useless as when you, like dads, uh, if you've experienced, if, if husbands, dads, if you have kids, I don't know if you ever feel as useless as when your wife is over there in labor because you're just like standing in the corner like, Hey, you know, she's struggling. She's, you know, she's just doing her best. And you're just like, can I get you some water? You know, you feel really useless. And uh, so anyway, uh, but the peace that comes upon you when you know you got warriors out there standing with you. And it's almost like they're standing right next to you because spiritually they are. Amen. And so I'm so thankful for that. Um, but, but something that, 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 that I've noticed over the past couple of years is, is we have done something, and, and hopefully we as a group haven't, but it's been done to us a lot, where you, you lump people into groups. And I just don't like that, okay? About the only time that I like to lump people into groups is if you have uh, Alabama fans and literally everyone else, okay? That's about the only time that I like to do that, all right? So listen. If you're an Alabama fan, I love you, but we're just going to have to disagree. Um, so 
I've seen that done though, and that just that that upsets me because Jesus loves you for who you are. Come on, and your identity is in Him, and so there's a unity when we get it when we fall in love with Jesus, and Jesus pulls us to Him. There's a unity there, and instead of this division that I'm seeing, and I'm not preaching about division today, but I just, I just, this is just on my heart, and I just see it, and I hate it so much that that there are groups of people that say, "Oh, you got to push the other team away." No, no, especially as Christians, we serve a redeemer that doesn't redeem based on your preference. Well, you know, Jesus doesn't say, uh, I'm not going to redeem you because you did this or that. Uh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to touch that one today. No, come on. The gospel is for everybody. Amen. And Jesus came and lived on this earth. We just celebrated Christmas. We just celebrated the greatest arrival. And that was him coming to us to fight for us and to die for us. And that was not for just a few people. That was for everybody. Amen. And so I stand on that. And when somebody tries to divide, I stand on that. And so in 2022 and forward, church family, I just want to just put this on you and challenge you. Speak, uh, don't speak division, speak unification in Jesus. Come on, come on. There is no, there's no greater unifier than Jesus. And I love how we studied about uh, being blessed and we said, blessed are those who, uh, blessed are peacemakers, blessed are, or the meek, blessed are, and, and what that means is peaceful, happy, content. And I know in my life, the more that I try to make peace with people, the more peaceful I find myself being. Amen. And so let's, let's talk about something. So um, I want to tell you a story, very personal. I haven't told this to anyone. And so I just want to share it with you. Is that okay? Okay. All right. Don't judge me. But I was, uh, I was swimming out in the Gulf. Anybody ever, you've been to the Gulf? It's a great place. Um, beautiful water, beautiful sand. Um, I was swimming out there, and I had swum out, I swam out too far, Jared, way too far. And I couldn't touch, not even on my tippy toes, and I began to sink in the water. This is, this is absolutely wild. True story. And, and as I was flailing and flopping around, I saw something in the water with me. And let me tell you something. If you can't touch with your tippy toes and you see something in the water with you, it's really time to review your prayer life. And a lot of times it's, it's, it's going to be an upgrade at that very moment, okay? And I saw a shadow moving in the water, and I thought, oh, my. And then it got really close, and I saw a flash of white under its belly. It was a great white shark. And so I started, I know Jason, so I started flailing and flopping and, and bubbles coming everywhere. And I was drowning, family. And I said, and then I, I woke up. And my face was in my pillow. And my wife was looking at me like this. That's why you don't eat too many Cheerios before you go to bed. Listen, it was a dream. It was a dream. And I think we probably all had crazy dreams like that. And I want to talk to you this morning about dreams, okay? But not, not those kind of crazy, uh, you ate too much cereal before you went to bed dreams. I want to talk about dreams like, what can God do? Come on, we're a culture of dreamers. I think you've probably all heard about, you've all heard the term, the American dream. And often we ask our little ones, uh, what do you uh, want to be when you grow up? 
when I was graduating preschool, um, I had I, I had my little cap and gown on. I was ready. I felt like a pretty a pretty cool dude, and uh, and so I walked up and they asked me that question, and my grandmother had taught had asked me, "What do you want to be when you grow up?" And she had talked to me about that, and I said, "I want to make movies." And she said, "Okay, well, you just tell them you want to make Jesus movies." And I was like, "All right, that's what I'll tell them." And so I got up to the thing, and they held the microphone, and I was like, "Hello," and they said. What do you want to be when you grow up, little boy? And I said, I want to make movies. And they said, oh, what kind of movies? And I was supposed to say Jesus movies. And I said, Godzilla movies. <laughs> so anyway, I didn't get to, I haven't made either one. But so we, we asked them, what do you want to be when you grow up? We instill, instill and expect that dreamer mentality uh, in them and of them. When I held my three little ones, uh, Piper, Jonah, and now Judah, uh, when I held them and when I, when, I, when I still hold them, but especially that very first time, and parents, you probably experienced the exact same thing that I'm telling you here. I just looked at them, and I dreamed, what is God going to do through you? Come on, what is God, what does God have in plan, uh, you know, in the works for your life? And y'all, I just, I, I just expect the biggest things from God because I've seen him do so many great things. And so when I hold my little ones, when I see these little ones running around here, I'm just always in my heart, I'm praying over them and I'm saying, God, just do amazing things through these kids. Come on. Because I want to tell you something, the, there are, they're going to face some things. This is parents take notice. Grandparents, take notice. Your little ones are going to face some things that we haven't faced yet, and we better be telling them the truth of Jesus. We better be instilling this massive faith in them so they can face those things and so they can be ready because the world's going to hurt. It's hurting now, and it's going to hurt. It's going to keep on hurting. The world's never really stopped hurting, okay? And so we got to make sure, and that's one thing that we just, at Community Church North Webster, we love investing in our little ones. Come on. And I'm a product of that. I'm a product of the children and youth ministries at First Assembly slash Community Church North Webster. And so we believe in that. And so as we begin a new year here at Community Church, I want us to get kind of into the uh, dreamer mode. I want us to think about dreams, okay? And again, we're not talking about crazy dreams you had at night because you ate too much pudding or something. I'm talking about dreams of your heart, God, what are you going to do this year? God, what kind of big things can you do in my life and in my community this year? Um, and I want us to not have any, any notions, any worry from last two years. Come on. I think that people, I've seen a lot of posts online, people saying, well, here we go again. No, 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 not here we go again. This is not an, another, another mess. This is another opportunity for the church to grow and the church to shine. Amen. And so we're going to do that. So let's look at Psalm 126. Psalm 126 says, when the Lord brought back the captives, uh, Mine's a little different. When the Lord brought back the captives to Zion, we were like men who dreamed. Our mouths were filled with laughter, our tongues with songs of joy. Then it was said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. 
The Lord has done great things for us, and we are filled with joy. Restore our fortunes, O Lord, like streams within the Jev. So uh, those who sow in tears will reap with songs of joy. He who goes out with weeping, carrying seed to sow, will return with songs of joy, carrying sheaves with him. So this chapter covers a kind of a wide spectrum of emotion. Come on, we're going from mouths, mouths filled with laughter, happy times, to weeping and tears. Um, but it's all about dreaming big. It's all about dreaming big. And one thing that we like to say and we like to do here and in this church, and I, and I really, in a lot of, uh, in a lot of, our, of our fellowship, of our movement, we instill that dream big mentality in our people. We say, do great things. Come on, you've heard us say that, that hashtag, do great things. We, you've heard us say the best is yet to come because we believe that God doesn't just get us where we're at and say, man, that's cool. You just stay right there and chill out. No, we don't believe that God ever does that. We believe that God is a growing God, is a giving God, and is a living God. Come on, somebody. And so we don't ever want to just stagnate. Come on, we don't ever want to just sit there and rot and, you know, just, uh, you know, it's cool. I'm just going to chill out right here. No, we want to be growing. Come on. And sometimes growing is difficult because you got to, sometimes you got to grind if you want to grow, all right? Sometimes you got to really put in work if you want to grow. And so maybe you want to get closer to Jesus. And we talked about this last week if you watched the, if you watched the live stream or if you picked it up later. Um, if you want to grow, you want to get closer to God, you've got to do some things. You can't, just, you can't just sit there and say, hey, God, when you get a second, can you come over here and grow me? No, man, you've got to plug in. You've got to do things. And so this year, I want to challenge you, even right now, you better get ready because we're going to keep speaking this throughout the year. Pastor Monica, Pastor Jason, Pastor Daphne, all four of us are going to be speaking this throughout the year. Dream big, okay? And I'm going to get a little bit ahead of myself, but I want to just share this right now. I don't want to insult God. Watch this, with man-sized dreams. I want to come to him with God-sized dreams. I want to come to him with God-sized dreams. Because if I hand him something and I say, hey, God, listen, this is, my, this is my idea. This is kind of what's on my heart, God. It'd be really cool if you could make it happen. It's not too much. You know, if you just get time. Well, that's not, that's not God. Listen, God, God's not some, someone that does, uh, God's not doing half things, okay? God is so big. And so magnificent. Come on. And so I want to give him something. Say, God, there's no way I can do this on my own. So I'm going to trust you with it. Those are the kind of dreams that I want to have for this year and for the next year and for the next 5 and 10 and 15 and 20 years. Those are the kind of dreams I want to have. And so uh, it's all about dreaming big. So get ready to hear that a lot this year. I want you to be dreaming. It doesn't matter if you're young, old. Come on. The Bible says, old will dream dreams. Come on. And so I want us to be like children, all right? And some of y'all said, you already are, all right? <laughs> okay, I hear you. <laughs> some of y'all, listen, I want you to be like children where you're in awe of the things that God can do. You know, my kids, sometimes they come up to me, y'all, I am the least mechanically inclined person on the face of the earth. I have no idea. If you give me, listen, my daughter for Christmas got a closet. It literally had 10 screws. It took me two hours to put it together. <laughs> literally 10, maybe 12 screws, two hours to put it together. And I was frustrated. 
And she finally, she was so ready to play with it. And I had it about halfway together. And she goes, Daddy, it's okay if you can't do it. I was like, I can't do it. She goes, it's okay if you can't do it. I'll play with it tomorrow. And I was like, so anyway, we we put it together. Don't worry about it. But listen, (laughs) but sometimes they'll bring me things and they'll say, hey, Daddy, can you fix this? Or can you make this work? And I'm just, in my, in my heart, I'm thinking, wow, that's a blessing. And in my head, I'm thinking, i got to call their grandpa. <laughs> because I can't fix nothing. But listen, I want to be like that with God. Come on. I want to have that childlike wonder for my Father in heaven. God, I can't fix this. I can't set this thing up. I can't make this thing work. So I'm just going to, by default, bring it to you. Because I trust you. And that's the heart that I want to have going through this year. And that's the heart that I want you to have, that childlike wonder. Dream big. What if? What, what, if, we, what if we had these little dream meetings? What if we set? What if you, Brittany and I like to do this. Sometimes if we, we sneak away, just the two of us, and we go to Bozier and eat or, or somewhere else, we'll just have, we'll, we'll call them dream meetings when we're driving. We'll just talk about cool things that we would love to see happen. What if God did this thing? What if God made this happen? What if God ushered in this season? Come on, I love those talks. I love those meetings. Listen, so the first thing I want to give you, and, and I'm going to rush through this. Uh, God, uh, we, we want to have God-sized dreams. We already kind of talked about this. This psalm is talking about Israel being released from 70 years. Somebody say 70 years. 70 years of captivity in Babylon. Let me tell you something. I got put in, uh, it wasn't detention, but it was at Howell Elementary. Who remembers Howell Elementary? Who's from Spring Hill? Okay. Howell Elementary had breezeways, right? It didn't have hallways. So, like, you walked outside, and you walked out of your room, and you were outside, okay? And I remember I was in Miss Stinson's fourth grade class, and I decided that I wanted to be a comedian, all right? And so me, being a funny guy, also became in trouble, uh, somebody that was in trouble. And so Miss Stinson didn't think my jokes were funny, and she sent me outside. And what would happen, you wouldn't go all the way to the, to the principal's office. At that time, it was, it was Ted Souter. Some of y'all remember Ted Souter. I was really scared of Ted Souter, and I did not want to go to his office. But anyway, she didn't make us go all the way to his office. She would make us go outside and stand against the wall. And I remember I got put on the wall for like five minutes, y'all. And I thought it was two years. It was literally five minutes. And I, I really thought, Landon, I thought I was going to die out there. And I began to like see my life flash before my eyes because I had been out there for five minutes. So could you imagine 70 years, 70 years of captivity, not just one person in jail, not just one person being removed, but a whole people group in captivity for 70 years in Babylon. The psalm says that upon their release, they were like those who dream. What does that mean? What does that mean? What can God do now? Wow, he got us out of that. God did it. What else can he do? Listen, I want to have that heart. What else can God do? If he did all that great stuff, come on. What other blessings, what other miraculous things, what other great things can God do in in my life, in my family's life, in my community? And let me just give you something, church, to blow you away. God, yeah, God rescued 
his people from that captivity. But let me tell you something. He's done even better for you. Because they were in a 70-year captivity. Jesus rescued us from eternal captivity. So if God can do that, listen, if, the, if, those, if, if Israel came out of 70 years of captivity and they're walking around with joy and laughter saying, wow, if God did that, what else can he do? Then how much more should I, who has been rescued from eternal captivity through Jesus, how much more should I be excited and be telling everybody and be going to him with every dream? Listen, I don't want you ever in your life to say, man, I would love, I would love for this to happen and I feel like I want to pray about it. It, but I'm not going to bother you, God. I don't want you ever to do that. Approach the throne boldly, family. Come on. Let's not insult God with man-sized dreams. The second thing I want to give you is we, we got to believe in the dream. Uh, verse 2 and 3 says, Our mouths were filled with laughter, our tongues with songs of joy. Then it was said among the nations, The Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us, and we are filled with joy. He did it before. Why can't he do it again? Psalm 71 says, Your righteousness, God, reaches to the heavens. You who have done great things, who is like you? God, I believe in this thing. Come on. And there's a hopefulness in Christians. There's a hopefulness in those who know Jesus. And I think it, it confuses people. And in fact, the early church, that's how they grew. And that's how they grew quickly. Because all of a sudden, their lives began to change. And their behavior began to change. And let me tell you something, family. If you come into a relationship with Jesus and your behavior doesn't change at all, maybe reevaluate, okay? Maybe you're just really great, but maybe reevaluate because I promise you, when you walk with Jesus, you walk differently. And that's not to say, hey, I'm better than somebody. No, that's to say that you're serving people, okay? When you walk with Jesus, you begin to walk differently, okay? Because we understand that there's no one else like him. There's no one else like God, and we believe in the dream. We believe that God can bring people. Maybe your dream this year is that somebody in your family gets free from addiction. Come on, God can do that. Let's get excited this morning. Come on, maybe your dream this year is that that job situation finally there's a breakthrough. God can do that. Come on, somebody. Maybe your dream this year is for somebody that you know. It could be your child. It could be your grandkid. It could be your husband or wife, and they don't know Jesus. And maybe your dream this year is that they get introduced to the King of kings and Lord of lords, and that he takes their life and begins something new. Come on, somebody. Is that not exciting? Is that not exciting? And I believe in that dream. I believe in those things. I believe in those possibilities. So don't you ever come to me and say, well, they're never going to get saved. I don't believe that. And I will, I'm not going to rebuke you in an ugly way, but I will redirect you. Don't you ever, don't you ever say something like that because God's big and God's good. Amen. Come on, maybe your dream this year is personal. Maybe you say, Pastor, I really want to plug into church more. I want to lay hands on somebody for the first time. Maybe you say, I'm not baptized in the Holy Spirit. I've never expressed the gift of speaking in other tongues, and I want to do that. Maybe that's your dream for 2022. Come on, let me tell you something. Jesus can do that. Amen? Once we plug into that belief of, of, this, of these dreams, God, I want to do this. I want to, I want to grow closer to you. I want to see this, this, this situation broken into pieces. And, and hearts mended and, and things reconciled. God can do those things. We've got to believe in those dreams. Amen? 
And so what I want to do is I want to foster a community and culture of believers here and dreamers here. Come on, don't you tell me the odds. Don't tell me that. Listen, I know somebody that I love dearly, and they're an atheist. They hate God. The only time they say God's name is to use his name as a swear. Don't you tell me, don't you tell me that Jesus isn't ready to rescue that person. And that's my dream, that Jesus reaches, reaches into that situation and grabs that person and is able to rescue them. Don't you tell me he can't do it because he can. I love that song we sing. Don't you tell me he can't do it because I've seen him do it. I've seen him do it before. I've seen him rescue people. I've seen those dreams come true. Those big God-sized dreams come true. I've seen it before, and I'll see it again. Amen? We've got to live the dream. Psalm 37 says, The Lord makes firm the steps of the one who delights in him. Though he may stumble, he will not fall, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. Family, I want you to walk in big belief. I want you to walk in big time faith. Michael Todd has a book. It's called Crazy Faith. Pick it up. If they got it down, they got it on the bookshelf at Walmart. Pick it up. It's great. Crazy faith. Things that it doesn't even make sense. People watch you and they say, man, how are you still, how do you have faith when all this stuff happened? Listen, let me tell you some, some we, we, we began to uh, preach a series called Blessed Life just a few weeks ago. And my wife and I got hit with some stuff, okay? I'm driving down the highway feeling good about myself, okay? And all of a sudden, I run over a tree branch, and it impales the bottom of the vehicle. Who does that happen to? Listen, and, and, and that happened. And then, you know, we go, and, and we go to the hospital to have this baby boy, and, and not everything. Like, like I said, it was a doozy, okay? And the whole time. Let me just testify. The whole time, there was a little voice in my ear saying, are you really blessed? Are you really at peace? Look at everything that's happening to you. Look at all the money you've, you're having to spend when you're talking about giving money away. Look at all the money you're having to spend on hospital bills and, and on fixing your house and all this stuff. Trying to Pull me away from what I know is the truth. But you know what I can say to that little voice? I can say, back off. You're dumb. Because I'm looking at Jesus. I'm standing on what I know is true. And though I may stumble, though I may get frustrated, he holds me up with his hand. Come on, somebody. And you live in that dream. Come on. You live that dream of goodness and of faith. God, I know that you're doing a new thing. God, I know you're doing a good thing. And yeah, something that really stinks might have happened today, but I'm okay and I'm going to praise anyway because you're still good and you're still on the throne. Amen? Amen. Come on, is that not good? Will you stand with me this morning? And I want to just pray a prayer together. We're not going to do a, 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 a typical altar call this morning. I just want us to pray. 
and just invite the Holy Spirit to speak into our hearts right now. What kind of God-sized dreams do we have this year? Come on. It may be that you want to serve. It may be that you know somebody that, that, needs to, that needs to fall madly in love with Jesus and get out of a situation. It may be you know somebody that's, that's addicted to, to drugs or pornography or something like that, and you love that person, and you know that Jesus loves them too, and your dream is for them to just be free. Come on. And so let's pray together. God, I just pray right now. In this very moment, God, that you begin to just give us, uh, give us the. the